All right, somebody uh, <laughs> lead me in softly to this bitch. I don't know Run what that meant. <laughs> my hands through this Your hair. hair. This hair. Who's hair? Feeling <laughs> so soft. The hey. person or the hair. <laughs> That's part of the what? intrigue. Yeah. All right. Hi and <laughs> welcome to my top everything. I'm your host, Marion. I'm Kara. And I'm Mara. <laughs> We're three friends who love to bakers, so uh, we made people pretty uncomfortable, and we thought we would try out the general public, um, all five of you who are listening. Only the people we make uncomfortable are listening at this point, but we, we strive to reach our audience. We strive. I feel like I've gathered all five listeners, so I don't know what you guys are bringing <laughs> to the table. <laughs> I'm, bringing the I'm bringing the content. Thank you. Yeah. I'm bringing the comedy, don't you know? Hell yeah. Of your face. <laughs> That's why we laugh so, so hard right there. <laughs> okay. Um, I should let you know that uh, we have not fact-checked thoroughly or at all anything that's said in this podcast and we will not be making corrections and you should take all of it with 20,000 grains of salt. Okay. Um, so what prompt did you guys use for this? Because Kara had some issues apparently with the phrasing. Listen, <clears throat> listen, I can talk myself out of anything or into anything. And I managed to talk myself out of all of the conspiracy theories that I collected. So what I went with is ones that I think could plausibly be true. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And what about you, Mara? Um, if there's one, there's one on here I thought was true until 30 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> oh, great. So, Good. That's cool. That's my number one. And then <laughs> um, there's one on here where if I don't think too hard, it's true. The other two are if I don't think about it or do too much more research. If I go to the dot coms instead of the dot govs and dot edus, <laughs> they're real. <laughs> okay. I know cool. exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think we're good. Okay. Then I've got my three, top three that I believe could be real, that I think could be real. Perfect. Okay. Uh, anyone want to start off? Anyone have a lie told about them recently? Their own like personal conspiracy theory? I don't know. I'm trying to think of who would start. Why are you looking at me? Who like was last to go to therapy? Well, I missed therapy today. It got oh. rescheduled. So it was me. So it was you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, as always, the numbering system is very hard for me, but I'm going to go with my third, uh, my third conspiracy theory that could be I could believe in if I weren't the educated woman that I am is the Loch Ness monster is real. Yes. Um, Nessie as 
we call her. Those in the know. Um, yeah, that that lake connects to the ocean. Also, if you think about it, when octopus and other uh, sea animals are born, they're born so tiny that they're microscopic and you can't see them. And we don't know the life cycle of Nessie. It could be 300 years. It could be two days. Um, so she's self-reproducing in some of these scenarios? Or like her fertile period is once every 200 years. All right. And so she... It. But but it's, so there are two of them, though, to reproduce? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's a male there's nest. A, there's, a, there's a nester. A lot yeah. of nester. Nessie and nester. <laughs> yeah, running around. Yes. Oh, my God. Do people believe that there's only one? Yeah. That's the whole conspiracy the <laughs> theory. <laughs> <laughs> minus one point <laughs> just right off the bat that's a minus one oh, how? how did you not know because yeah, okay. in my head there's always like a small little army of Loch Ness monsters oh that's so cute Wait, I'm sorry. Like, anytime I think of the Loch Ness you... monster I'm... I just Why think you... of <laughs> One's been sighted, but there's it's not the same one each time. But there's just a loop. Okay. Okay. So there's just I like a lot that of only monsters. one of them is named though. Yeah, or they all have the same name. Well, when it's in the lock of the lock, lock means like Scotland Highlands. It's messy. <laughs> Like a locational nickname, if you will. The and when, it, the and when it's Highlands. not in the lock of Scotland, what is it called? Uh, it's just an eel because everything else gets sucked back into the body and then it becomes a, uh-huh. an eel. Yeah. So Nessie and Nestor were in The Little Mermaid. Yes. Ursula had that two That is what I believe. That is what you believe. I'm surprised. I'm stunned. I've never heard of somebody who thought there was quote unquote a little army of Loch Ness monsters running around. <laughs> so that's uh, already special. I think maybe that's wishful thinking on my end. Because also I think that, you know, that very first episode, second episode of like season five, Doctor Who, where Matt Smith is the doctor and he just got Amy Pond and then they tell, they like get in the little TARDIS and they go to New London, which is on this like s- giant space creature um in space but they discover that this animal is the last of their kind and they're really really sad um and so i think in my head i just don't want them to be alone oh okay i see you want nessie to be part of a thriving mythical monster community i can actually tie each one of my conspiracy theories back to Doctor Who. And so... Now, are these conspiracy theories or are they mm-hmm. mythological beliefs? You know, I guess... I guess we'll see. We, we always have to start with the definition. What is a conspiracy theory? It, I like the one that's like a theory that rejects the standard explanation for an event. And instead credit something else. Like, yeah, I think that's a pretty good one. Um, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll go with that. Uh, Cause not all of mine have to do with like 
sinister organizations. Mine do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go with... So I'm going... My number three is maybe my most involved, but it's the one that I, I think is least likely to be true because you already had to take a logical leap. So my number three conspiracy theory, I think could be real is that Prince, well, not Prince Charles, excuse me. King Charles is a vampire. Um, so <laughs> I love yeah. it already. So I you, love it already. <laughs> you, uh, you first have to buy in, right? The, the hardest part of this, I think to buy into is that vampires are real. So let's buy. Well, I don't, not for me. I don't think that's the hardest part. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, let's all assume we no. believe that vampires are real. Okay. So I thought when I was, I was, I was looking up some conspiracy theories just to see like, cause I've heard of some, like, you know, have you heard of the one of Avril Lavigne who like, there, there's a very popular conspiracy theory that Avril Lavigne died and like the label didn't want anyone to know. So they replaced her with some girl named Melissa and that like Avril Lavigne's been dead, like after her first album or something. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of celebrity singer theories where either this person is known to society to be dead and people still think they're alive or the body doubles. Like I read one about Miley Cyrus. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, there are there are a lot of celebrity based ones. And so I thought this was just going to be like a funny two second gag. But then it sent me down like a rabbit hole. Um, and then I was like, wait, there's a lot more evidence for this. than I thought there was. So the first is that Charles a while back discovered that he's um, related to Vlad the Impaler who Dracula is like based after he's kind of known as Dracula because he's from Dracula and uh, Vlad the Impaler was like this super violent conqueror guy. So uh, look him up if you want to. But basically he's like the inspiration for Dracula. Um, And so Charles found out he has blood lineage relation to Vlad and he like made a joke once like, haha, I should lay claim to like Romania because of it. Uh, but he a joke, you say, <laughs> as the king of England, uh, just, a king, okay. a king of England, and a Transylvanian vampire. So he he yeah. does own land in Transylvania, and he's like worked to restore the forest, probably for his little bat wing night rides. I don't know. Um, and he uh, he has a very like longstanding, like friendly relationship with Transylvania. Uh, to the point where one of the mayors uh, of Transylvania named him the Prince of Transylvania. There have there hasn't been one of those since like the 1800s. I can't remember who the last one was, but like he's been unofficially, you know, named the Prince of Transylvania. Uh, and so I was like, oh, all right. Well, I mean, that's fine. Like he's related to a vampire, the most famous vampire, but like. That doesn't mean he is a vampire. So then I Googled Prince Charles blood. And this is where it gets interesting. Um, (laughs) uh, So royals pack a bag of their own blood or like blood type whenever they travel. And they say it's in case they needed like a a random blood and transfusion. Um, But they have like a royal doctor on hand with them and they have these bags of blood and blood expires. Okay, blood expires. Yeah. So like either it's got like a three month expiration date. Yeah. So either this like seventy year old man is like 
what getting a how much do you get out when you get a bag of blood like a liter for a transfusion pint? Pint? No, whoa. oh sorry what i don't know the difference liter. between them <laughs> how many she's got, va- she's got vampires on how the many, mind how many Forgive pints her. are in a liter like four okay so you right. take out like a pint of blood every time you go on a trip like that can't be true that can't they've got to first of all they've got to be using someone else's blood like from a blood type in their own special private blood bank. So um, I'm already Why do they take out, why do they bring blood in the first place? In case something happens and they need to do it, you like in case like a bomb goes off or like, you know, something, something happens, they're losing a lot of blood and like they need a transfusion real quick and they're in a place where they don't have easy access to like safe blood or things like that. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. That is. I wonder if like U.S. presidents or other kings do it or queens. Um, the royal like, family has, but I ha- I don't know if presidents do it. I don't know. I wonder if Prince Harry has said anything about this. So you do donate a pint when you donate blood, but a pint is 500 milliliters, which is half a liter. Okay, so, so half a liter. They're they're walking around with half a bag, you know, of blood just with them at all times. Weird enough. I speaking. As somebody who just donated blood to the vampires, aka the <laughs> what American Heart Association, association, yeah, that one. <laughs> and they did take a pint, but it took me, I would say, roughly eighteen hours to feel normal again. So, depending on how frequently they travel, and if the if it is good for three months, but they could feasibly don't they have a be taking a pint? Don't they have a rule that like you can only give blood every six weeks or something safely? Like there's all sorts of rules on how often you can give blood. I'm pretty sure if somebody wants to look that up real quick, but like there's there's like a limit to it because your body can't replace the blood that quickly. Three to four times a year, you can donate. Every 56 days. That's very specific. And how often, this is another question, how often? Three to four times a year. How? Oh. Y- you know, when you assume you make an ass out of you, Mara. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, how long does the blood last before it expires? Like, how long can you donate blood and how long is the blood good for? Because I'm pretty sure it's not that long. Oh my God. So even if I felt normal, the red blood cells don't return to their normal levels until four to six weeks after you donate. Yeah. Oh my God. And then when does it expire? Because I'm pretty sure it, it blood expires like within a couple weeks. Um, stored at refrigerated conditions of six degrees Celsius up to 42 days. Okay. So do the fucking math here. Do the fucking math. 56 days to restore, 42 days before it expires. First of all, it's not their blood. It's not their blood. Where are they getting the blood? Where are they getting their fancy royal, I'm going on a trip every few weeks blood? And what are yeah. they doing with it? I was going to say, it's very, it's probably they're probably not bringing their own blood. They're probably bringing blood from somebody that has the same blood type. The claim is that it's a, it's a bag of their own blood. Because I think if people knew about this, it'd be weird. But um, going further down the blood rabbit hole real quickly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even your number three, right? Oh, this, this is. is somebody. Okay. So people believe that actually one of the reasons that they that the royal family is actually getting blood transfusions regularly because of a blood clotting deficiency from mm-hmm. inbreeding. 
And then yeah. I went on to Quora where people were <laughs> talking about Ooh, this. And I got, got this, deep. No. I've got this great <laughs> quote from Sid Schwab, surgeon. This is what it says underneath that he's a surgeon, newspaper columnist, Vietnam vet, and author. Um, they're mm-hmm. always vets, by the way. All the conspiracy theorists I found online have vet underneath their name, um, like war vet. They're vetted. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they say, this guy says, the royals get the blood from virgins who, once identified as suitable specimens, are bled to death. So all of their blood may be used. Not all of it goes to transfusions, however. Some is used to boil the flesh of babies before it's consumed. It's family thing. Oh. That's why they have enormous dining halls. And then they posted a picture of a dining hall. And I was like, maybe this is oh being, God. I was like, maybe this is being ironic. Maybe the replies underneath are all going to be, ha ha, ha ha, silly boy. No, no, they never are. This person, her name is Twilight Zone Lounge. She says, actually, it is known that children blood is better. And the queen and the Bush family has done so. Rich do a lot of things. Billionaires and biotech companies, look it up. Don't use Google. <laughs> Sorry. Don't stick, use Google. Stick to Quora. Stick to Don't Quora. Don't use Google or it will be on page 12897820. And then somebody said, this person replied, their name is Char Markner Golied. They replied, wait, where can I find the info? Please help. Not on Google. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, even if they are going to keep blood on hand, like from people that aren't themselves, I feel like you only need like what eight people per royal to. Yeah. Here's the get other question. Years worth of blood. Here's the other question: Is how many people did they bring with them on their trips? Maybe they have like a little blood boy that they bring with. You know. Just in cases. Yeah. Little blood boy. I'm the little blood boy. Um, it's giving me an interview with a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> vampire daddy. Yeah. The uh. the <laughs> Prince Charles is feeling faint after dinner. He says, Jeeves, go fetch me the blood boy. Like the <laughs> like to transfuse tonight. Okay. All right, so. Also, uh, now. No, I don't like it. Also, if King Charles is a vampire, isn't that a blood thing? Like, yeah. that means that Elizabeth would have to be and back and back and back. That's a, one and of the, the comments. Vampires can give birth. One of the comments is Twilight. Prince Charlotte must be a vampire. So we're they're thinking. Aww. Yeah, I think this was before, but I don't know why they said Prince Charlotte. Charlotte, excuse me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they said Prince Prince What the f*** did I say Prince Charlotte? That's Princess You You said Prince Charles and I presume you meant Queen Elizabeth No, no I don't know, Princess Charlotte (laughs) Charlotte (laughs) Prince (laughs) Princess Princess Charlotte Charlotte When people commented, they're like, this means that Princess Charlotte is a vampire Now, Charlotte has Two older brothers. They did not mention those yeah. older brothers. People were concerned about Princess Charlotte. So there's a lot to chew on there. There's a lot of good meat in this conspiracy theory. Who's Charlotte? 
She the is William's daughter. Yeah, William oh, and William's Kate daughter. William's daughter. I was yeah. thinking. I thought that Prince Charles had a daughter, and I was like, "Wait, <laughs> what did I miss?" No, got no it. you're got just it, got it, got out it. of cool, the cool. royal family game. Okay, Carol. I am not. I wasn't in it until six months ago. At the it's earliest, fascinating. Have you been watching yeah. the Harry stuff? I haven't. But. Oh, I consumed every second of that. Oh, did you? Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. I've heard, I haven't read his book, obviously, but I heard that it's a very chaotic, just kind of like stream of consciousness. Have you seen the TikToks on it? They're so yes, funny. I have seen the TikToks on it. The My favorite is that woman who <laughs> is like, let me introduce you to this 22-year-old film of 8 Mile in which at the end, listen, I'm not going to explain it. If the algorithm means for you to have it, <laughs> You'll get it. But basically, you say everything before the other team has a chance to say it. And then they like silence ensues. Because what are they going to say? You already said it all. <laughs> what? Did you fall? <laughs> no, I mean, like, what am I going to say? You already said it all, Mara. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I, yeah, yeah. Kara, Kara, what's your number three? <laughs> My, my number three conspiracy theory that I could believe in. No, it's is, I think could be real. <clears throat> my number three conspiracy theory that I think could be real is Centralia, Pennsylvania. Have you heard of this? No. No, not okay. once before this moment. All right. Well, let me teach you a little something. It's the one I have the most notes about. So Centralia is a small town in Pennsylvania. It had about a thousand residents in the 1960s when a fire started underneath the town in a coal mine. So the uh, it's so the fire began in 1962, and the government decided the state government decided that it wasn't safe. There was like toxic fumes in the air, and there were sinkholes developing, and the trees were like being fossilized actively um and so in the 1990s in 1993 the state government paid 442 million dollars to relocate the town of a thousand people or 500 homes uh and they took the homes mostly through eminent domain and then five ish people remained in the town after that refusing to leave and uh there's currently evidence that the fire is almost out and then there's uh, the EPA came out with a document that said that the temperatures in the coal mine have dropped, quote, several hundred percent, whatever that means. And then uh, there's like toxic, toxic gas isn't a problem now. So this group of people that remained in town sued the government and said that they don't have any reasonable. What do they call it? Basically, they don't have any reason to use eminent domain to take their homes from them because there's no threat or reason to take their homes. So they allowed this like group of five people to stay in this town, which is now basically just a ghost town. There's like no roads, really. Um, and then they've like demolished all the other towns. And the theory, the conspiracy theory Thank is you. that, uh, yeah, is that uh, this part of uh, Pennsylvania has some of the richest coal in the world. And there's hundreds of millions of dollars of it underneath the town. And so the theory is that the government started the fire to then get everybody to leave the town because the town has uh, rights over the coal mine or the coal strip underneath the ground. And so when the town ceases to exist, then the state government can sell the rights to the mine to a coal company and then they can get all this money. So the theory is that the government started it and then abandoned the town. 
Anyway, so the government definitely started the coal fire underneath Centralia, Pennsylvania, so they could sell the coal rights. And I do, I'm not like saying it's not possible because we've done some pretty crappy things, like the federal government's done some pretty crappy things to get natural resources in other countries. So I don't know why we would not do it to people in our own country. So, yeah, that's my theory. All righty. Um, I'm going to interlude here with, uh, I just wanted to share with you guys a couple of the weirdest conspiracy theories I came across in my search here. Um, okay. The first was that J.K. Rowling is actually Rita Skeeter and was exiled oh. to the muggle world for reporting lies. And so then she oh wrote the Harry Potter books, like trying to expose the magical world, but 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 nobody believes her everyone thinks it's fiction and oh my god i love it <laughs> i don't know if it's real or not but i absolutely love it i love that i love the idea of pegging her as rita skeeter it, it just feels like yeah it that fits. specifically yeah um and then she is a little bit nuts so you know that tracks this is like a mini top three so that's number three number two is that charlie brown is dying of cancer and peanuts um so somebody said my personal explanation for why charlie brown and peanuts is bald is he's dying of cancer and dreaming up everything and the strip nothing ever works out for him and his life is a, a disaster but he's simply channeling his sadness into his dreams so there's a group of people out there who believe that none of it's real and peanuts and charlie brown just has cancer depressing depressing that's really sad yeah, yeah that's horrible okay but this is gonna make it all better this is by far the best thing i've ever heard um and i wish i wish i could think it was true um number one wackiest conspiracy theory that the rebecca black song friday is about the jfk assassination uh i've heard this <laughs> so there's the lyric kicking in the front seat sitting in the back seat people believe that this is a reference to the driver of the car that jfk was assassinated in because that driver was named samuel kicken so they believe they're saying kicking in the front seat sitting in the back seat jfk oh, um and then the assassination of course occurred on a friday so they think that that's why it's called friday uh um the lyric got to get down on Friday is a reference to the fact that when he was shot, the secret service yelled at Jackie Kennedy to get down. And so they must be referencing it in the song. Uh, For sure. And then the, the words, everybody's Russian. They decided to interpret as about the cold war. And the spread of <laughs> communism. <laughs> It's the only reasonable explanation. <laughs> wow. And and this is a big one. This is the like the nail in the coffin definitely sold people on it is that there's these lyrics got to have my bowl, got to have cereal. And on the morning that JFK was assassinated in the hotel, he declined this big breakfast of sausage, eggs, toast for a bowl of bran flakes. My God. Um, oh. How do they know that? <laughs> it's common knowledge. Also, okay, so there's the lyric, gotta catch my bus. 
JFK was supposed to sign a bill into law the following Monday, requiring all public schools to provide provide bus transportation for their students. Oh. This is just, if you think about anything long enough, about two things, you can start drawing a lot of parallels. Yes. I, when I was doing my research, I found like 15 where there was like a natural disaster or something and everybody was like, the government did it. And it was like the like large tornadoes or like Hurricane Mm -hmm. Katrina was government and, you know, That sinkhole in Louisiana. Yeah. They're all from the, and I'm like, dude, first of all, nature has always done this to us, but also climate Climate change is real and makes things more severe, but you're choosing to believe that there's this like sinister government agency trying to kill everybody instead of believing the truth with data. Well, also like people talk about how, right, like people think the government fakes things, but like there's actually on record one time they tried, I don't know if you heard, they like tried to fake a battle. Um, the, I think, it, what is it called? The Gold of Tonkin. I'm trying to remember for what war, but they tried to fake a battle like to tell the public about and it like completely blew up in their face. Like it, huh. it word got around so quickly that it was fake. So Vietnam, yes, it was a Vietnam war. And uh, it's really funny to me when people talk about like the fake moon landing, like thinking that that's fake mm-hmm. because it's like, imagine the amount of people who would have to keep quiet about that. Like really imagine it yeah. for a yeah. second. Like, they couldn't even keep quiet about this tiny little battle like it it, it was days it wasn't years it was days anyway also like i came across an article that was like 13 conspiracy theories that turned out to be true or whatever and one of them was that people the conspiracy theory was the government was stealing children dead bodies to do like nuclear war experimentation but they were it's fine because they were just stealing parts yeah oh, and it was dead that's parts so much yeah. worse dead parts it, yeah they were dead um of the children without the family's knowledge i think we looked at the same article yeah damn so all right my number two conspiracy theory my honorable mention is the one where um rocks are squishy until we touch them and then they become hard. That's my honorable mention. <laughs> I, hate, I hate that so much. I love. Why do people think that? that? They, like, what looking um, at a rock would make you think that it's squishy? Dude, no, literally no idea. What's the but chemical no properties? Proof because once you come back, oh no, we didn't get into chemical properties here. Obviously, what, what the moment someone, you do that, it falls apart. But what made someone think of They're it? They're just non-Newtonian newtonian non-newtonian fluids so like cornstarch with water but what about like mountains and oh mountains are trees that's another theory i read mountains are trees mountains are just different types of trees we we do have a guy who lives in our neighborhood who has a van and the van is written like in scrawl unironically all over it birds aren't real and it like talks about that i love that theory it is my favorite theory right now did you put it on your list? Most of these. No, I don't believe it. I just love it. I love that one and the flat earthers. I could I could read about these people all day long. They're okay. my favorite. We should talk about those in a different one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, so honorable mention rocks are squishy. <laughs> are squishy until you touch them. Uh, this one is my longer one. 
to be to be completely frank, I found my second most believable conspiracy theory on a Reddit thread. Nice. Um, it's a good spot. And this guy, I'm assuming it's a man because they found it on Reddit. <laughs> he was <laughs> So the theory is that dinosaurs, since they had millions of years longer on the earth than we have, that they would be way more scientifically advanced than us. And therefore they're all not dead. What they did was they yeeted themselves off the earth and they tried to come back at one point, but we were in like a freeze still. And so since they're cold-blooded animals, they were like, it's too cold to come back yet. But so they're waiting? Oh my God, they're climate change. They're coming back because the earth is getting warmer in different places. I love this. But I like <laughs> to think that this theory and the fact that lizard people run the government are the same theory. <laughs> and that in their preparation to come back... They're like trying to make things be how it. they want them to be. Yes. And so that by the time that they actually do come back, dinosaurs landing on the earth will be believable wow, because of all the stupid good. shit that the government has already done. And it's like, this and is- it's like because they're in the government, that's why our government's so terrible about like helping protect the climate because they don't want to. They want it to right, get yeah. hotter. They only benefit from it. Oh my god! I For love the this. dino aliens that are up there. Yeah, I maybe that's why yeah, the UFO, causing, UFOs come every once in a while because, like, you know, they're, they're like depositing the next ready. lizard yeah. politician. Oh yeah, my exactly. god! Yeah, this is a, this is a very good, very good. It was conspiracy. A good read. Um. Yeah. Wow, that would be so cool. <laughs> There are dinosaur aliens out there just waiting to reclaim Earth. I mean, <laughs> I assume we'll be dead before we see them, but. Yep. This is an episode of Doctor Who, once again, um, where the lizard people didn't go into space. They actually cored down to the Earth and are hibernating. Um, this is also a Matt Smith episode. I see. I like the alien one more than I like the burrowing one. Okay. I'm going to go with my second one. Um, Yeah. My number two top conspiracy I think could be real is that Carol Baskin's husband, Don Lewis, is alive. He's alive. Did they find him? They found him. No, they haven't found him. Yes. Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. No, I looked it up. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. Let me know when you're done looking up. New York Post, New York Post from January 18th. It, the title is Carol Baskin says, says quote, dead, dead husband. Hus- yeah, there's no he's not been found alive. You you can't cite the post. Yeah. And you can't cite the well, woman. I, well, huh. it's all a right, conspiracy well, theory. <clears throat> and I'm I glad you all three of, or not all three of you. I'm glad you both agree that it's real. So here's one that you didn't know that you were buying into. But um, <laughs> I, I even hate to give this document documentary. I don't even like to call it that. I <laughs> yeah, hate it. A stretch. Um, the television series Tiger King, which all of us watched together. Yeah, uh, that was early COVID. Early COVID. We watched over like some internet Netflix app. party. Netflix Just party. Just terrible. But yeah. it worked. Um, and we watched... The whole series together. Uh, I really dislike this series because 
it's all about I mean like yes the sensationalism is fun but it feels like detrimental like it's actually hurting a lot of things one of them being like the fact that it obviously did not care about the tigers at all or the like big animals otherwise they would not have like made sanctuaries seem like the same thing as like what Joe and his peers were doing um but anyway I can understand why like Carol Baskin is a character in herself so they decided to make her seem like she was just as bad as everyone else but again I felt like this was I felt like people's um uh fixation like they managed to ignore everything about Joe Tiger King. And then they were like fixated on the idea that Carol Baskin killed her husband. And it really made me angry. I could really unpack a lot of feelings I have about societal misogyny, about the fact that that was like the big takeaway from that series. Um, But uh, so the, the conspiracy theory is that Carol Baskin killed her husband, but there's also the theory that he's still alive. I always thought that this was just obviously the truth. Um, so the documentary mentions a meat grinder. That's like their big damning thing is that she had a meat grinder. And the right, the theory is that she ground him up and fed him ground to the tigers. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, but the the meat grinder was removed from the sanctuary weeks before Lewis even disappeared. Like he wasn't even like the meat grinder wasn't even on site when he died or disappeared or whatever. Um, and like, do they know where it went? No, or but did it just disappear conveniently? D- disappear where? It's a huge ass <laughs> meat grinder In, into a, a closet a or a nearby a nearby farm. Anyway, uh, I'm just saying if you're pre- I'm just saying if you're prepping to kill somebody in a couple weeks and you remove the damning evidence and you put it somewhere that no one's going to find it, the police and never the investigate. The, the police yeah. never charged her. Because there's no evidence whatsoever that there was foul play or that he was murdered. So, so well, a lot of people feel like the Clintons should be in jail. So. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just to speak of your lack of evidence. Yeah, there's a theory that the Clintons have murdered like hundreds of people or something hundreds like of that. people. Yeah. Okay. I don't um, think that has no basis either. So <laughs> Don was obsessed with sex and frequently like flew to Costa Rica to engage in affairs. And Carol claimed that he did this, especially when she was menstruating. The things people will admit to on TV. Also, that's every month. Like, did he go down there every month? He went down a lot. Time? Yeah. Like, so he he had told family and friends that he was planning on eventually moving to Costa Rica And in 1997, he slowly began transferring ownership of his properties in Florida to a Costa Rican company that he controlled. And leading up to his appearance, he bought a plane ticket to Costa Rica and loaded equipment onto a truck he planned to drive to Miami. And his like van right was found at the Pilot County Airport, 40 miles away from the sanctuary. Uh, And he owned several planes and was known to sometimes fly them. Uh, oh, yeah. And the keys to the van were found on the floorboard, and the van had clearly been parked there for a couple of days, like, after his disappearance. Uh, they also found out that two of his ocelots had recently been shipped out. So, like, two of his ocelots just m- mysteriously disappeared. And the most <sighs> damning part of it is that the depart- there's a document from the Department of Homeland Security. This is probably what you're talking about. Back in the day, they like 
took up this document. Let me see if I can read it. I have a lot Basically of that they found him alive and well in Costa Rica back in the day and that there was like no foul play. Um, so there's like this document, like apparently Homeland Security did review it, the case and was like, oh, yeah, hmm. he's just in Costa Rica. But because Tiger King is soulless, they are like, we have to make this seem like not so cut and dry. Let's dedicate a whole episode to the idea of like this woman maybe killing her husband, even though there's no evidence. There's no evidence. Yeah, it's pretty fucking terrible. I don't like, I was about to pick apart the, the, your side of the story. And then you said that they found him. So I have no. Here's what they said. So it's this like document. Um, so it's redacted the name, but says, Blank, let's call him Stevens. Stevens working in conjunction with New Orleans and another redacted company has learned that Don Lewis is currently alive and well in Costa Rica. Upon receiving this information, the company contacted Hillsborough detective Fernandez and advised him of Lewis's whereabouts. They learned that Lewis has loaned money to various companies in Costa Rica and could live quite well on the international on the interest earned and could reside in Costa Rica indefinitely. Feels pretty damning. Pretty damning thing yeah. for Netflix to leave out. They they ended up putting it in season two of Tiger King, which of course famously no one watched. Yeah, I haven't watched it. No. Are you saying damning? Yeah. Instead of damning? What do you mean? It's damning evidence, not damning evidence. It's damning. No. There's an N in it. You don't dude. say. You don't oh. say damn. But D A M N is how you spell damn, like the curse word, and you're just adding an I N G. No, but you can say damning evidence. People do that all the time. No. Who? What do you mean? You, obviously. Who well, says I get it from nowhere, dude? Maybe you read it and then you just kept reading it out, you know, like you read it before you heard it. Maybe there's different pronunciations. No, it doesn't seem right. If you add an ING, just add an ING. Do you pronounce (laughs) the N in damning? The N is silent. Boom. Uh, Also, in the oblique forms? What? Oblique? Oh, see. So well, that's just an additive. We're learning more. I got the answer I wanted from an, I'm sure, a very reputable source. It's got to be from like court shows or something that I'm getting it from. I guarantee that you read it. And then because here's the thing is when you say other words in that same like family of damn, you do pronounce the N that if there is like letters like out there, like damnable, like damned. But you, you don't yeah. say it with damned. But like, they were saying no. You do pronounce the n in those, but not in damnation. Not when you add an ing. Okay, well then I rest my defense that it's a logical leap to think that you would say damning with an n if there right, are plenty of wrong, other so. damn words where you pronounce the n. I think you're probably gonna boo me um, because these are not very original, but. I, again, in my defense, I actually looked for ones that I thought could be plausible. So my number two conspiracy theory that I could believe 
is uh, the Illuminati. I could see. Nice. Good I don't choice, necessarily dude. know. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there's like a group of individual people necessarily, but I could see like a group of companies or a group of like, you know, families or something that control a large swath of the economy or religion or something like that that kind of like melds the minds of people. I wouldn't be surprised. It's because that is true. Spitting straight facts. Like, specifically about the Illuminati, do you think is true? I I just said I think that there's probably a group of people, or or companies or families that control a large swath of the either like political, uh, political decisions that are happening or the economy or something like that, and they're dictating things in order to control people to get what they want. But you don't have any examples of what you think they're dictating. Just um, everything. They're so well ingrained. <laughs> the the two theories that were in the article that I read were that they uh, <laughs> that they were behind the French Revolution, and uh, that one of the founding fathers, Jefferson, probably was part of it. I don't. Again, I'm not like I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so it's hard for me to like put my. You heart phoned and soul it in here. This. You phoned it in. I'm calling this it's one the a phone one that in. I could believe. I've read I've read a significant amount about the Illuminati and I don't think it's crazy. I just don't have like oh yeah, like we're not allowed to have abortions now because the Illuminati made it so. Like I'm I don't know. No, that was the lizard people. Yeah. <laughs> the dinosaurs in the sky. <laughs> yeah. They want more yeah. of us to die eventually when it gets too hot. That's why they're keeping the abortions from us. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of theories about why abortion has been repealed, but <laughs> I don't think that's a conspiracy theory. Uh, this week's sponsor, number three, is a tie between uh, Grayson, who's going to have a really fun time editing this monstrosity, um, and Rachel, who's um, too good to be my friend. And uh, in fact, it's almost too good to be true. Like, is her being my friend like a conspiracy I don't know. It just seems like maybe there's something going on here. That's probably, that should be my number one conspiracy theory is that Rachel is just pretending to be my friend. Um, <laughs> number two goes to Mackenzie for doing our art. Hopefully we'll have that out soon. Uh, our podcast art, she did an amazing job. And our number one sponsor goes to Edith Wilson. Um, Mara probably heard about this in her article, but basically uh, there used to be a conspiracy theory out there that Woodrow Wilson, after he got sick, um, had his wife take over as president for a year. Um, and everyone was like, we're pretty sure that Woodrow Wilson isn't president anymore. And everyone's like, no, no. And it turned out that Edith Wilson was acting like basically as a setting a president for him for over a year. <laughs> um, I mean, she claims that she didn't do any big decisions or whatever. Like she says that she just decided what was important to show to him or not, but nobody was ever in the room where it happened, the room where it happened. Uh, she would just come out. She wouldn't let anyone else in the sick room. And then she would come out and she would tell them his decision. So there's a lot of gray area and obviously nothing like that could happen now like if he was so disabled that he couldn't 
fulfill his position, that would change. Some people consider Edith Wilson to be the first woman president because of it, inadvertently, unelected. I mean, that's fine and all, but I would like to elect somebody. I'd be really sad if the first female president was like a VP that became president because some dude got shot or something. I would like us to but like maybe get our shit together. It would. I think there's potential for that to be a good thing because depending on what happens afterwards or how they handle their newfound power, maybe some more people could get on board with a female president. Yeah, like maybe, maybe. But presidents always have problems, right? Like there's always an economic boom or sorry, an economic downturn or not enough houses or there's a war. There's always some bad thing. And whatever that bad thing is, the men in the world are going to look at that and be like, see, that's because a woman's president. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't. Well, eventually those men will die off and then. Whoop, whoop. They'll always be here. Okay. What's They'll your number? They'll always be here. Oh, Mara. <laughs> When she comes back on, she needs to do her number one. Um, my number one conspiracy theory that I do think could be a possibility is that online furniture sites are just a front for human trafficking. Wow. So like saw- Wayfair, Wish, Overstock. Oh. And the most common one that people have talked about recently is Wayfair because of their giant like boudoirs or like furniture sets that were all named with girl names and they were all the prices of them were all suspiciously very high and Wayfair justified that by saying the computer picks the names off of a random algorithm and the prices are because some of their furniture is quote industrial size unquote wow Damn. that's a good one so, that is scary that's my number one yeah i, didn't I know that. that i think i probably saw the same thing as you care with the mattress firm in yeah. Chicago, yeah, where it's like there were yeah, a there's like of a them. cluster of like it's yeah, like, what are like all fifty those? within like four square blocks. I mean, I have I've walked by the mattress firm in my neighborhood and been like, who? I don't even think it's a mattress firm, just a mattress store. But I'm like, who goes here? Like, what? Yeah, I have always thought that. But the other to be to be fair, the other day I went back to Iowa, where we're all from, and uh, somebody was telling me like a person that's my age told me that they had gone to the. Fr- furniture outlet or some some furniture store to buy furniture and i was like i have never in my life gone to a furniture store to buy furniture really? i always go to goodwill or i get it from wayfair which you know i'll rethink from now on uh <laughs> or like target the- i've never gone to like a furniture store where they have displays out you know like a room set up wow ikea um, i guess i've but- been to a lot oh yeah between okay. and i think I am more likely to go like that's where I got my kitchen table uh, was from a furniture store, but I go to them mostly with my grandma and my mom. I think in the last six years, she has bought at least eight chairs. That's that's a lot of chairs. That's a lot of chairs. chairs. I sense a conspiracy theory. Yeah, what's your grandma doing with all those chairs? <laughs> with all those chairs, Honestly. smuggling drugs in the in the in this like bottom of the. She would never. No, I know. She would, however, probably be on QAnon all the time if she understood how to work the internet. Oh, thank God for that, huh? 
but yeah. she doesn't. Uh-huh. Um, my number one conspiracy theory that I think is real, um, you guys have heard before because it's my own homebrewed conspiracy theory about Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. And basically it goes like this. Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson started dating. They dated for summer. It was the circumstances of how they began dating was um, questionable. And that's what attracted people to their relationship. Also because Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson at the time, it was very weird. Now we know that Pete Davidson manages to pull the craziest like hot women uh, of the world uh, yeah. somehow. But I have a theory on that too. That's a conspiracy. But anyway, uh, so they dated, they got engaged right away. Like after a month of dating, it was like crazy. They got tattoos, all of that. And then um, as you probably know, um, Ariana's ex Mac Miller uh, uh, committed suicide and she was really broken up about it. And like, decided to end things with Pete and about six weeks after she ended things with Pete uh she came out with thank you next and it was an absolute banger everyone loved it yeah. and they like slapped it together so really. my favorite Ari song it is so good <laughs> I love it I listened to it on repeat for about six months I love that song um and thus began this like wave of pop stars basically having breakups and then immediately releasing breakup songs so um there was like kylie jenner or other people blah 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 who cares but the big one for me was so the fire happened in malibu in 2018 and in the autumn and a couple months after that malibu is where miley cyrus and liam hemsworth lived at the time sorry i'm just assuming that people know everything about them yeah so (laughs) no the fire (laughs) miley cyrus was away the house burned down liam saved their 28 pets or whatever and she was like okay let's get married they secretly got married in december and like let everyone know they got married this is after 10 years of dating and like never speaking a word of like getting married like except for a time when they're engaged and then they like stop that um so they decide to get married and then not six months later they break up and they divorce and they're like completely done and within two weeks two weeks of like them being outed because originally like it wasn't we didn't get word of the divorce or the split right away, there was a picture of Miley kissing someone on a beach. I think that's what happened. And everyone was like, wait a minute, what's happened here? And then two weeks after that, and I could be remembering this wrong, disclaimer, 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 but um, she came out with Malibu, the song, which is about like their breakup and like whatever, their relationship uh, and the end of it. And I swear, I just know in my heart something was going on there. Something was going on, like where they had an agreement, like, hey, our relationship's over, but it's going to be good for both of us. We got to get married, give the people what they want. And then they must have had some type of contract for like six months or something. Like, we stay married and then we'll like have this big breakup that then like helps both of our careers. I just, I just think the timing is really fishy. I think the fact that all of these celebrities are like monetizing their breakups and, you know, writing songs. Like I, I've always believed in, um, 
relationships that are like for publicity um yeah especially I yeah pop stars like do it all the time Justin Timberlake Britney Spears like there's a lot I don't believe actually liked each other um Sean Spencer and Jules from Psych I can't remember their real names oh yeah yeah co-stars yeah co-stars will do it all the time yeah um one of my favorite ones was Camila Cabello and uh Sean Mendez because when they broke up it didn't seem like anybody cared it was like they were just like oh there were there was one recently where they broke up and it was like okay like nobody everyone was like done with it but nobody um, monetized it I don't know if I don't know if it worked I can't remember but uh yeah so I just I just think that there's a lot of like celebrity contracts out there where people are like okay we'll date through the publicity tour we'll keep things oblique like we'll make it seem like we're together and then you know after this we'll split ways and help our careers and I believe that Pete Davidson. Maybe that's, maybe that's whole. Yeah, maybe that's how he pulls these yes, women. Yes, I 100% think so. 100% because he did Kate Beckinsale, Ariana Grande. I think Ariana Grande was real. Kate Beckinsale was not. And then, of course, um, Kim Kardashian was definitely a situation where she was like, I need to bounce back from my divorce. It's like... At this point, Pete's established, like, let's just, you know, this. There, there's no way people aren't going to talk about this obsessively if we, like, pretend we're going to date. And then, yeah, there's that quote that, like, Chris Kardashian or Chris Jenner said at one point where she was like, oh, it would be great to have Pete on the show. He's so funny. And that was, like, a year before they started dating. So there's a lot of stuff around that. So, yeah, my my number one conspiracy is my own homebrew about how celebrities pretend to date. And Miley Cyrus and Liam Hensworth literally got married. So that way her Malibu song would sell more more copies. Yeah. Her Malibu Miley, song if you, was not good. Miley, if you oh. see this, please forgive me because I do love you. Okay. I love Miley and I think everything she does is amazing. Me too. But and I, I feel like I, she'll never like hear her. it. She'll never hear it. So she'll never know the slander that I just spouted. It turns out in 10 years, this is going to be the most popular podcast in the world. And she's going to go back and start from episode one. And by three, she's going to hate you. It's going to be real sad. Do it. Nice. Do four, it, Miley. Sorry, we're not four. Um, what's your Illuminati <laughs> thing? Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> so I actually put it together because I was stressed that I didn't have one. So, okay. So it. there's a theory that, so um, McGraw Hill is the company that makes all the like education books in America. And yeah. And they are one of, I want to say, and again, disclaimer, disclaimer, I can't remember exactly the numbers here, but they're one of like four companies in the world because they are like a parent company to, or they're one of, these companies that are owned by other companies and they run, you know, everybody uh, that basically McGraw Hill prints the education books. And then this group of Illuminati people who I found, I just searched for a really long time and couldn't find anything. So I think this is a semi homebrewed theory myself. So when the industrial revolution started in the U.S., all of these uh, people that owned factories and needed like large workforces that just did their job and didn't complain and didn't want working wages and all those sorts of things, uh, the people, J.D. Rockefeller, Andrew McCart, Car- Carnegie, wow, <clears throat> J.D. Rockefeller, you mean Andrew Carnegie, 
Is the end uh, silent? Car- in the middle? Carnegie. 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 J.D. Rockefeller, Andrew Carnegie, J.P. Morgan, and Henry Ford all came together. What? I was making a joke joke, about Danny. We weren't biting. No, I was trying to say this word for the eighth time. (laughs) 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 Uh, So those like four like quote unquote titans of industry basically like they came together and they decided that they were going to change the way that the education system was structured so that it created a hierarchy of. Uh, of people in the U.S. and people learn their place, and people like couldn't actually learn in education systems, and so they made they made uh, schools so that it was in like short time blocks. You couldn't really understand anything that you like. You know, when you're given us like, uh, and I just I just started reading a history of nearly everything, and the whole like purpose of him writing that book was because he saw a cutout of the Earth where you see like the mantle and the crust and all of that, and he was like, "Wow, I'm so excited to go home and read my school book." And learn about why Earth is the way it is. And then he was like, I didn't learn jack shit. Like everything that I was quote unquote taught didn't actually matter. It didn't connect to anything. Like it was just this like jumble of educational crap that's spoon at you. And then you have to take a time test to see if you actually memorized it or not. So basically like these four guys created an education system where you don't really learn and you end up learning like, oh, I'm I'm like, you know, last on the pecking order of the students and the principal and the teachers and all these different things. And, and what was that? You have the... to learn. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. What's the end goal uh, for them? Like the what's end goal the benefit? is to create people. The end goal is to create people that are like a homogenous workforce that don't question things, that don't ask for more, that don't want living wages. They're just like, I'm here, I'm going to take coal out or put a steering wheel on every day and I'm just going to leave. So it's a very effective workforce for this like group of people. And the theory is that these four are part of the Illuminati and that I also just tied it and I think McGraw-Hill might be part of it because they're a company that controls everything. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your number one? (laughs) My number one conspiracy theory I think could be real, I believe could be real, uh, is the Princess Diana uh, assassination. So I am re- so glad that you brought this up. Thank you. <laughs> Someone had to say it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Theory is that uh, she was dating or about to be proposed to by, uh, let's see, what's his name? Dodi Al-Fayed. And he was Egyptian and Muslim. And he apparently was planning on proposing that night or something. And there's a theory out there that she was pregnant, but there's no foundation for that. Uh, And that the uh, British government took her out, MI6. And I totally believe that that's true. (laughs) I have very little doubt in my mind that it's not. This is one that I actually They took her out in what way? They, like, paid Uh, the driver to... Yeah, the theory is that either a car came in the opposite direction and like confused the driver and they ended up plowing into that pile, pylon, whatever, or that the person that was driving was actually part of MI6 and did it intentionally. And just off themselves so that way she wouldn't marry. Yeah, suicide, suicide bombers are like a real thing everywhere. Yeah, I think so. Maybe he had terminal cancer. Maybe he was in debt. <laughs> It's like my one last. Yeah, I paid his family. My one last act. <laughs> I'd yeah, love to kill his, Diana. Maybe his family. His family needed a new house, and the government was like, "No worries, I got you. If you die, well, I think I have a deal that we can make." <laughs> mm. Yeah, 
Huh. I think the bigger theory, I think the the most popular theory is that uh, a car was in the in the lane oncoming and like confused the driver so that he would crash or somebody came up from behind really fast or something like that. Hmm. Oh, as in there was a third car yeah. in this situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's my number one. I can see that all of my theories were very enthusiastically received <laughs> and I love that. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> Thanks, Taylor. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. let's wrap it up real quick. I will say, <laughs> as a foundation, I hate conspiracy theories. I think all of them are dangerous, no matter how funny they are. And like actual people think these things. Like intelligent and people. Them. Yeah. I mean, how can you? I'm, I'm pretty I think sold on the dinosaur theory. This is. <laughs> um, I would be so fucking thrilled if a fucking spaceship of dinosaurs came down. Well, I don't know. I guess it depends on their intent, really. Yeah. You know, intent matters. <laughs> I think we would all become slaves or something. I don't think it would end well yeah. for humans. I don't think so either. I think we would be the cows. Yeah, mm. I agree with that. Probably about time. God, you know? I hope, I hope a Stegosaurus adopts me as a pet. You know, like <laughs> it's like yeah. it doesn't eat me anyway. It's just gonna keep me there to look cute and <laughs> pat me on the back or whatever every once in a while. Take you out for a walkie walk. Yeah, that's that's what gonna be my angle. What if the Illuminati controls something like QAnon and just creates these really absurd conspiracy theories just to keep people occupied? Yeah. They're out there like with Pizzagate. They're just putting them all Care out don't, there. Don't, don't quit your day job and become a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I don't want to. I had a really hard time with this activity. I want you to know that Same. I don't think you'll ever get a call from the Illuminati <laughs> asking you to be a Thank part God. of their conspiracy department. <laughs> No, nah, probably not. I'm fine with that. That's that's cool. They can stay in the in the secrets, in the hidden spaces. Okay. I also agree, Mara, that it's very dangerous to believe in conspiracy theories. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> you want to do points? <laughs> Okay, well, off the bat, just going from memory, I have a negative one for <laughs> my very first Loch Ness situation. We don't have to talk about it. Marion also has a negative one for Damnanin. Damnanin. <laughs> it's not Damnanin. Oh, um, Kara gets a plus one for bringing fucking homegirl princess diana into this <laughs> minus one for taking grayson's conspiracy from dc that's the first one you talked about maybe she did it accidentally because that centralia? was a couple articles i found well yeah. she i've heard of centralia okay well then no minus one for that but minus one for your <laughs> find half, another one <laughs> for your half-baked illuminati for sure that's fair phoned it in I didn't know I was going to have to have like legs to stand on with my theories. Mara didn't have any for her. Uh, actually, no one had legs for theirs. What? There's no. I had I'm documents. I had documents for my yeah. Carol Baskin. I had. Did, yeah. I had Quora quotes from experts about what the royal a, family. Quora quotes. 
All right, fine. Mara and, and I both didn't. I, <laughs> I, brewed, I brewed my own conspiracy from my own mind. <laughs> like 10 years ago, and you've been wait- you started this podcast just to say it out loud. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take my half-baked theory. That's fine. Okay, well. So I think I'm sitting at z- zero. No. Oh. Oh, and I got a plus one for damning. So no, you I didn't get a plus, plus one. I did too. Yeah, Mara gave me. We a both plus. Okay, well, plus I'm giving myself that. two plus ones. One for Why? one for creating my own theory all on my own, and okay. one for having evidence, which you said nobody had, and I had. That's true. I had to give myself points. Yeah. You guys never will. I give you points. Where? Which ones? In the past. Give me one. In the past. No. Exactly. You don't need any more. Giving them out to yourself like they're fucking candy. Yeah. We don't have to give you points because you're going to take care of that for us. <laughs> so, <laughs> what is the point of points? <laughs> um, I'm the winner this week if we all tally them up. Hmm. Well, that feels, I have a conspiracy theory about that, but I'll let it lie for next time. Uh, perfect. <laughs> I'm Marion. I'm your host. I'm Kara. I'm not the host. And I'm Mara. I'm soon to be the host. <laughs> we have a coup on our hands. Mildly threatening. I hope the Illuminati is not involved. Or maybe I do. And I hope that care is part of it because then it'll never happen. Yeah, I've really thrown everybody off the scent here. <laughs> uh, this has been my top everything. Thank you for listening. Uh, Bye. 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 Did we harmonize there? I don't know enough about music, but it felt like we <laughs> We didn't? We did? No. We did. No. No? Do you know what harmony is? I feel like it's when three friends get together and make a beautiful podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>